0: This is Guitar Talk. To me, it just seems like there are endless possibilities. One of the things I like to find out, you know, how people got influenced in the play and the guitar because stories are so unique. The trick is not to feel pressured to conform. If you know anything about Joel, he's been around the block. He's probably one of the most sought-after guitar players. How would you create that song? How would you turn that song into your song? There's not a guitar player on this planet that i personally don't follow closer it's not something that you see too often i only know a few players that do it now from the home of the blues chicago illinois welcome to guitar talk with your host jimmy warren all right everybody jimmy warren here welcome to guitar talk thank you so much for tuning in on this wednesday afternoon i'm coming to you live no it's not live i recorded this man it's a podcast (laughs) on <laughs> Guitar Talk Studios in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you so much for tuning in. I tell you what, we really appreciate uh all of you that that pay attention to the show and uh write me and email me and message me and all that kind of stuff with some really good questions and comments and I appreciate it. I appreciate you paying attention and hopefully you know you're enjoying the content that we are bringing forward. Now I got to tell you I got some 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 fun news. You know the other day I went up to Chicago to a club called Joe's on Weed Street and at Joe's was them Dirty Roses from Nashville, Tennessee. Man, great rock band with a southern flair. I mean, really, really good. Now, I've interviewed Andrew Davis, their guitarist, once before. And this time, what we did was we just went there. We went through his guitar locker and through his rig, and we talked about everything that he's doing. We talked about the band. I hung out with the guys and uh, had a great evening listening to their set. And I tell you what, they are a kick-ass band. Them Dirty Roses, if you're not familiar with them, you got to become familiar with them. Please uh, check them out at themdirtyroses.com. Now, before we get into the show, i got to let you know that we are sponsored by Charlie and John Strings. Hand wound and handmade right here in the United States. Now available on Amazon and at Charlieandjohns.com. They have electric and now all new acoustic uh, strings. I use them myself. They are fantastic. You definitely want to check them out. Charlieandjohns.com. Also, we are brought to you by GuitarsForVets.org, an organization that helps veterans with PTSD. Through the Gift of the Guitar, find out how you can help at guitarsforvets.com. Now, those of you that really know me know that I started out playing blues in Chicago, right? I hung out at just about every club that everybody wants to go to and got an opportunity at one point or another to sit in with some of the best blues artists throughout Chicago. And what I mean by best are a lot of times the cats that were hanging out on the south side you know, at the Checkerboard Lounge and Teresa's and Linda's and, you know, those kinds of places, uh, Junior Wells and Buddy Scott and the Rib Tips and Lefty Diz and, you know, them kind of cats. And so I've always been a huge fan of the blues. I mean, always, from day one. And um, i tell you, the band that the guitar player that's my guest today, whose name is Jeff... Uh, Schrodel. Uh, now, Jeff is the guitarist for the Altered Five Blues Band. Now, they're on uh, Blind Pig Records. And to be really honest, with you, this is just my personal opinion, they're probably one of the best, if not the best, blues bands that are out there today. Um, I mean, there's some things reminiscent about the band. Of course, their vocalist is, is by far... Parnon, the best vocalist in blues music today. Uh, I don't know if it's because he's got that voice that reminds me of BB King a lot. But it's just a great band, the Altered Fives Blues Band. They got a new album out. They're starting to tour right now. I got the opportunity to sit down with Jeff and talk about all things Altered Blues Band, Altered Five (laughs) Blues Band. And, uh, you know, it was a great time, so I'm not going to yap, you know, too much And that. You know, I'm just going to kick back and let you do the same. Put your feet up, you know what I mean? Just take it easy, man. Get a nice cool beverage and enjoy this conversation with Jeff Schrodel of the Altered Five Blues Band right here on Guitar Talk. I tell you what, man, I, I don't know why uh, I hadn't heard of your band until just recently. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, no, and, I, and, and that's my own fault because I'm so uh, removed from uh, – my world used to be blues, right? That's, that's all it was. You know, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I grew up playing with Buddy Scott and Lefty Diz and, you know, sitting in with Junior Wells and Otis Rush and people like that. And, uh, and it was blues, blues, blues for like 18, 19 years. And then I, I just, I just shut it all out, you know, because it all started to sound the same to me. Yeah. It, all, it all felt the same to me. You know what I mean? I needed to yeah. change. But your stuff's refreshing, and I got to tell you, part of it is because of you. Oh, thanks. And part of it's because of your singer, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the combination I think is just really, really amazing. So, uh, first of all, let's, 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 let's uh, get him out of the way. Where the hell did you find that guy? Because, man, I'm sure you get this all the time. He sounds identical to B.B. King.
1: Yeah. yeah, a little bit of B.B. King, a little, <laughs> little bit of uh, um, a few different people. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a Milwaukeean right here. And uh, yeah. actually a friend of a friend kind of put us in touch, uh, a bass player, yeah. uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, we sort of hit it off. And, and he's, he actually was going to sub on, on keyboards, uh, for a group that I was playing with at the time. And um, it didn't work out that that gig didn't happen for the reason. And He just sort of sort of said in passing, hey, by the way, I sing too. And so I said, oh, let's keep in touch on that. So we did. And,
0: and yeah, he's got a big voice. He's got a yeah, big, he's, big he's voice. got a great voice. He's got a great voice. Well, you guys are, are a really good, solid band. I mean, there's a lot of good aspects to what you guys do. But let's talk about you as a player you know uh has it always been blues for you is that what uh you know led you to pick up the guitar to begin with or you closet smooth jazz guy or <laughs> you know what I mean what was it for you that made you uh, interested in playing guitar to begin with
1: yeah I mean blues has been my thing for the past twenty years uh, I would say but but no not the thing that made me pick it up though I though I gravitated to the blues mm. you know kind of blues based stuff early but you know it was rock you know it was Van Halen and Kiss, you know, back back when I was just growing up and um you know, all the guitar players, Steve Vai and all that kind of stuff, but um you know, found, you know, found blues kind of like a lot of folks, you know, sort of going through the the, the back end. I mean, uh, living in uh, Milwaukee area, uh growing up in, in Wisconsin, not too far from Chicago, so there was a lot of a lot of that that came up this way, but um you know, I was uh love Pat Travers, was it was a big big fan of Pat Travers uh, going way back and uh, saw him live a number of times in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, kind of uh, in high school actually, and and um, you know Steve Ray Vaughn, obviously, and and uh, from there, um, you know uh, you know listen to Hendrix and kind of went back in the blues guys, but I also went through a pretty extensive jazz phase where I I played, I had the hollow body guitar and and just played all jazz gigs for about ten years. I, I always tell people I didn't bend a string. 10 years i really think that's true i just played nothing but jazz gigs so you know i went through every jazz phase you could find you know the joe pass and pat martino and kenny burrell and grant green and yeah you know, the saxophone players and and uh, all jim hall mike stern all that kind of stuff and so i always I kind of you know, joke around on guitar junkie you know sort of guitar gumbo you put it all together eventually and you find your own sound hopefully
0: Well, it it comes out in your playing because, you know, although you, you know, you you play blues really well and you can do the authentic, you know, aspects that, you know, blues, you know, (laughs) fans want to hear, you can tell that there's more there than than that. That was one of the things that made me kind of take notice of the band because it was your guitar playing in the backdrop. There was some stuff going on and I thought, wow, this is really cool. This is... uh, you know, you could tell there's more than just blues there. So did you, did you, did you take lessons? Were you self-taught? Um, you know, are you, do you know? Yeah, theory? I took, I, I
1: took lessons that, you know, I've, I've, gosh, I think, I feel like I've learned from sort of everyone, you know, but, yeah. um, um, you know, on, on the jazz side, I, I took some more, you know, formal lessons and that, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and just kind of, kind of found my way, you know, um, um, doing a lot of gigs through the years and, um, um, you know, on the on the blues side, you know, just learning learning stuff, you know, whether yeah. that's uh, you know, obviously B.B. King and Freddie King and Jimmy Vaughn and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I, you know, I'm 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 studied, I guess, more more than most uh blues guitar players. Um but at the same time, you know, I some years ago, you know, 20 plus years ago, I was, you know, that was really I was really about that. You know, I would I was a studier and I was trying to piece it all together in my brain. And then the more I played, the more and more I play, the more and more, I just, I don't even think about it anymore. I just sort of play uh, kind of what, what sounds right. Especially with blues, you know, you can't be thinking too much.
0: Yeah. So what do you, what do you think are some of the things that you did in the formative days of developing yourself as a player that have helped make you the, the player that you are right now?
1: Um, You know, I, you know, I, sometimes I wish I would have stuck with one thing, you know, if I had just honed in on one thing and, and found my sound, you know, uh, earlier, you know, it would have been, who, who knows, but, you know, I think for better or for worse, um, because I grabbed from here and I grabbed from there and I could sort of grab from everyone. I, it took me longer to sort of figure out what I, what I really sound like and what I really feel you know comfortable playing. Um, but maybe that was what I had to go through. You know, you, you have to kind of, kind of find your way. So, you know, I guess, um, you know, these days it's different now than it was 50 years ago. You know, you didn't have access; people didn't have access to every guitar player. You know, on right. Spotify or YouTube or whatever it is. Now you can just bring anything up and and bring that into your sound and and that sort of thing. So you know, I I think it's a little bit of a little bit of a melting pot of uh, guitar styles
0: yeah we're we're, there's sometimes there's like two trains of thoughts in developing yourself as a player you know one train of thought is some people will say well you got to learn all the the licks of the masters so like in blues okay you got to learn all the licks of bb king albert king and freddie king and then the other train of thought is no you know learn the structure of the song the signature stuff but develop your own style which one of those is you
1: yeah, a little more of the latter. Yeah, I've tried to play the yeah. licks. I've tried to learn the licks. And, um, you know, I, I just never quite sound quite right. And maybe that, that's a good thing. So um, I, I think what, what I would suggest more than anything, sort of what, what I've found in my own playing is, you know, when you write songs of your own and, and then you try to, you know, not only the song aspect it and the lyrics and the band and all that kind of thing, the, the vocal and the meaning, but um, but also, you um, when you write your own songs and, and then on the music side of it on the guitar side of it, you know, whether it's the riffs and, and things or the solos, that's when you really say, Hey, this is my own thing. And, and I feel, you know, personally um, that's when things started to take off. When I tried to do my own thing and, you know, I've, I've been writing songs all my life, you know, long before altered five blues band. And um, I think that's always been helpful is you, you, you and not only write them you record them and you perform them live and when you perform your own songs live um it really tells you a lot you know sometimes they don't work sometimes they really work but you you take from that and you kind of kind of keep building so um you know like um just on our i know the own the albums that we've recorded the altar five blues band you know when you know you, you try to bring something new to it you try to think uh, this you know how do i incorporate my style into the song and And vice versa. And, uh, that, that really changed things. You know, when you try to do that and you make a record and you lay it down, okay, this is, you know, I'm putting this down. This is how I'm going to sound here. Um, that's a big, that's a big difference. That's, you're trying to sound like yourself, not, not like someone else.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I also think that that's the, uh, that's the tipping point between being able to make a career, uh, you know, as, as an artist versus, you know, being in a cover band, you know, in, in playing weekends in, you know, local things. And that is, it seems like the people that are really original, the people that, you know, stand out because of that are the ones that go on to to do, you know, to do well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of why I, I, I segued from playing jazz to, to blues. I, mean, I always loved blues. I was doing blues gigs back then too, but you know um you know this, this jazz scene in milwaukee is cool there's some really phenomenal players there's phenomenal players in milwaukee in every style i mean truly yeah. but um you know in the jazz scene it's not like new york you know you only have so many jazz clubs and, and venues and, and a lot of times you're playing you know pickup gigs and you're playing the same standards and and you know that, that you know it gets old you know for certain people you know and so that's that's kind of one do an original original thing again and and the blues kind of gives gives at least me an outlet to play some guitar. But there's also good songs there. You can have you know we're a songs band. You know when you've got a lead singer up there, you know uh, with a microphone and you know not playing an instrument, you know you can't have solos that are eight minutes long. <laughs> and um, so that's you know we 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 try to write songs, but we try to you know bring good instrumentation to the songs at the same time.
0: Yeah, well, there seems to be a good balance. Although I got to disagree, you can throw an eight-minute solo in every song. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> right? What do you tell the singer? Hey, just go get a drink of water, or you know, yeah, sit yeah. down for a minute, catch your breath, you know, and then and then pop up. There we go. I,
1: I always, it's always funny. I look on, you know, iTunes or Spotify, what, what songs people people like, and you know, it's almost always a slow blues is in there. You know, all the guitar players love the slow blues.
0: So yeah, um, yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, uh, I got to admit, the one, the, the favorite song that I have, you guys, is on my list to quit. That's, that's probably my favorite song. I don't know what it is. I think, I think it's the, the guitar riff, you know, the whole intro yeah. thing and that, and the punches when you guys do the punches. And I think that's really cool in that. So, uh, so let's, let's talk about uh, your gear, um, you know, because I've watched a ton of your videos and you use a lot of different stuff in that do you have a do you have a favorite do you have a number one <laughs> uh,
1: you know i'm always in search where, where you know just uh, one more is what i always tell my wife uh, Just, just no, one more you know i know that um part. but um i've got a lot of gear and you know especially on the on the amp side on, on the guitar side uh, I see you've got a lot of gear there too i see in the background that's looking pretty good yeah uh, yeah oh you gotta go yeah, to the storage I mean, unit <laughs> yeah, that's right i've got um I would say my number one has been, um, 66 Strat. Yeah. And, um, I don't have it here now today, but a 66 Strat that's, you know, it's, uh, I, I only got it a couple of years ago, so I haven't had it all that long, but it just, it plays perfectly to me. It's got, you know, seven and a quarter, um, you know, uh, neck radius and, and just, it's, it's a refinished thing. It's, it's, a, you know it's, I can take it out on gigs and it's not going to get, you know, it's already pretty beat up and that kind of thing but um it just plays perfectly and when you know when, when you play it and you can hear the you can feel the vibration in the back of the neck you know, yeah. I don't know just something about it. it it plays great so i have that um i'm actually delaney guitars um uh, michael delaney they're, they're making a, a guitar for me right now and i'm looking forward to receiving that and they've kind of specked it a little bit after the the strat neck that i like but uh, with some different really cool things and I hope to have that soon and and i'm hoping that you know that becomes the number one and and you know working with him has been great working with michael's been great but i've played a little bit of everything through the years i had i have a sir guitar that, that i played on a couple records uh, uh gibson 335 um, i've done some Les ball kind of stuff mm-hmm. um yeah. occasional not not roll often. and um, a little more of a strat single coil
0: single yeah. coil yeah, so, w- so when you get a Strat or you buy a Strat, I mean, are there specific things that you have to have on the guitar? Like, for instance, some people will say, well, I've got to have, a, you know, certain types of pickups or certain type of wiring harness or I got to have jumbo frets. Or, are you p- picky like that? Or if it feels good and sounds good, that's good enough?
1: I'm, I'm picky about the sound and picky about how it plays. Yeah. um and i guess that ties into everything you just said but you know i'm not i'm not um you know i can i can hear it i can't tell you which pickups i'll try pickups i'll change some pickups in fact i'm changing some pickups right now on the guitar but um it's to me the, the it's got to be the neck it's got to feel right and um you know i like i've had some guitars with different necks thicker thinner or whatever i kind of gravitate to thinner necks and and i and that that seven and a quarter radius, for whatever reason, just feels—I don't know—when you bend a string on a Strat, uh, mm-hmm. on an older Strat, it just feels right to me. So uh, I'm always in the search, on the search uh, for something along those lines. And,
0: and, and uh, do, do you, that's Oh, do, like, do you like them uh, when the back of the neck isn't finished?
1: For sure, that's yeah. a that's a yeah. big thing for me. It's yeah, you know, I I've got a that's a big issue. It's hard to pick that up. It just feels a little plasticky and it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. So I think that's the first thing. And then, and then some guitars, they just resonate. Well, I don't know if it's the wood or the pickup, whatever it is, you know, you, you can hear it before you even plug it in, uh, to the amp. You can say this thing sounds great, or it's, you know, it's just got that sparkle or it doesn't, you know, maybe not all the time, but for the most part, at least with strats, you know, you pick it up and play it acoustically. You can, you can hear it. And those are hard to find. You know, I, I I walk into a lot of stores and, um, you know, just sometimes they just don't, you can tell They're not, they don't resonate the same way.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I know, I know Mike Delaney, so I know you'll get a good guitar. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. For no, sure. You know, cool guy. He's yeah. got a lot of great players playing him in that. Yeah. yeah. No, no doubt. I know in blues, in in some areas of blues, it's a no-no to go from your guitar to a pedal board <laughs> to your amp. Yeah. Uh, are are you the guy with the pedal board, or are you the guy that says, no, nah, no, nah, it's got to go straight in the amp?
1: Um, in the studio I'm straight in the amp. You yeah. know, the last uh, two records, um, straight straight into amps. I think the the we just recorded a new record in, in Nashville a couple months ago. And on that one, I think I did use a pedal on three solos. <laughs> Otherwise, everything's straight in the amp. You know, it, you know, when, when you're in a studio, you can crank you can crank an old fender up right, you know, to pretty high, you know, eight, seven and a half, eight. You don't really need the pedal at that point. <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, I have, you know, obviously I, you know, for tremolo and things like that, you know, maybe a wah, but in general, in the studio, I go straight Yeah. and, um, we can talk about amps in a minute, but on, on, you know, for, for live shows, I have a pedal board and I, I try to keep it small. You know, I actually have two pedal boards. I have one travel board you take on the plane, which is tiny, you know, the tiny pedals and you really figure out what's important when, when right. you go and you take it on a plane and, and then, um, you know, for not flying or something, if it's a local gig, we'll, I've got a slightly larger pedal board, but, um, it's not a whole lot. I mean, I have a, um, on the gain side, I, I bounce things around, but I, I, for a, like a clean boost, um, I use the RC, you know, RC booster.
0: Right. right
1: And, um, you know, so for a song like on my list to quit that you mentioned earlier, i'll probably live you know i'll i'll step on that rc booster for that pretty much that whole song right and um and then i have a, zen, I have a couple zen drives you know one for one for those each pedal board. Nice. and i like those you know it depends if it's if it's an outdoor gig and you need a little more sustain on leads um you know you can dial it in pretty easy it's a pretty easy pedal to use so i i yeah. actually have two of those yeah and you know other than that um i just have you know i, I have a a tremolo. I have a lot of different tremolos that I like. Yeah. And so I always have a tremolo on my board, even the travel travel board. Um, you know, a little slapback delay. I don't use a whole lot. You know, maybe a little reverb. And
0: um, I think that's about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. A wah. I have a Y using a couple songs. Yeah. The the Zin the Zin is a great pedal. That's that's a great pedal. That's a good choice. That says a lot about you as a player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I and I've changed it up a little bit in the studio. It, you know, it, it sounds a little too, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but you know, Yeah. you know, keep in mind too, you know, I'm playing, uh, you know, the altered five blues band is, is a, you know, with an organ and keys and piano. Yeah. And so it's a little, it's a lot different, a lot different getting a sound, especially with a strat. Um, with you know in a trio versus a, in a band with an organ player it's just night right. and day difference and, and you really notice it in the studio um and so you know you know i've, I've had to you know think about that and and uh it, it, it affects what you what you play but it affects um the tone even more yeah. so and so you, you got to get a little, a little more um a little, a little more higher and a little more treble
0: yeah. and uh to cut through yeah yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, okay? I've never told this to anybody, except for the people that were there that that were that saw it firsthand. This is about pedals. I was playing the Rum Boogie Cafe. It was during the uh, Blues Music Awards back in 2010. I think it was 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah. And I bring in this pedal board, man. It's like, it, it, you know what I mean? It's like from another world, this thing is. <laughs> and, and I know better, but I did it anyway right and i had one of those uh digitech whammies you know that's got it's the octaver oh. thing on it you know right it yeah has all the joe satriani crazy to- sounds and stuff right and so i'm sure you've been to the rum boogie and played the rum boogie yeah uh, yeah in front of the stage you know there's not a whole lot of room between you and the <laughs> in the audience right and michael burks and his wife were sitting you know at a table with uh with wayne with wayne brooks and some other people and. And I was playing a solo, and I hit that friggin' whammy, and it went to that real high pitched sound. And you could see that entire front section jump back and put their hands over their ears. It was so funny, but I got chewed out afterwards because Michael Burks came up to me and says, "Boy, you need to lose that pedal." Yeah, you know,
1: pedals are cool. You know, they're they're different things. You know, just it just depends. It's not everybody's thing, but um, yeah. Yeah. Certain sounds I love, I I love.
0: And, um, but, but there is a difference at least to me between being in the studio and being live. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So, uh, it looked to me like you're, you know, you're primarily going through Fender amps. Is that true? Yeah. Um,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm very much into into Fender amps. I've got a small collection, but I, I, on live gigs, I almost always play with two amps. Um, I don't have to, but I usually play with two amps uh, live and in the studio. And usually like one would be a 15 inch speaker for whatever reason. And so I have a vibral verb, a 64 vibral verb mm-hmm. um, blackface. That's pretty, mostly original. I mean, pretty much everything's original on it. other uh, uh, than a few obviously uh, tubes and so forth. And, but it's a little beat up, um, uh, but it sounds amazingly, it just sounds
0: awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so that, yeah, you should sure. take out that and have a 65 yeah. uh, five Deluxe Reverb. Yeah. So are you running those A, B, or are they both on at all time?
1: They're always on at the same yeah. time. And I go through one of those. Uh, what are the, that starts with an L what, lately or uh, whatever it is. I know, uh, I know what you're talking the about. The switchers. Yeah. And in the studio, um, I'm, I'm looking because I have, a, I have a, a Super Reverb sitting right here. I have a, I have a 67 Super Reverb. And um, I have a couple tweeds and used them on the last record that we just recorded. Um, I'd used that tweed um, a fair amount. Yeah. And um, and I got a couple of Brown amps too. I got one right here. It's a 60, 62 Brown pro.
0: Yeah.
1: That, Oh my gosh. (laughs) It just sounds unbelievable. It just sounds unbelievable. It's not necessarily the amp that would, yeah. I didn't take it to the studio this time. Last time I did. Yeah. But if you want to, you know, play a Tom Petty song or something like that, there's just nothing better. But, um, so I, I, yeah, I have a, I have a number of different amps and have, have fun with that. And, um, but you know, super reverb is a lot, you know, great in the studio. Not so great taking that out on gigs. <laughs> so I, I don't yeah. think I've ever gigged with a super reverb. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of it. You know, I, I kind of blend the tones a little bit and,
0: and, um, Kind of do my own thing. Well, you get a great sound, you know, and it, it, you know, it's definitely true, you know, to the style of music that you're playing, and, and, uh, you know, it blends.